everyone and welcome to Chills, a podcast where we talk about the paranormal, true crime, and anything creepy. I'm your host, Nina Cardona. Today, I'm covering true crime. I'm telling you the story about the time I was stalked. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Chills. So this happened a few years ago, when I was still in college. I'm 28 right now, so it was when I was in my early 20s. Every day around the same time, I would take my dog Loki out for a three-mile run around our neighborhood. Loki is a corgi mixed with the German Shepherd, so he is very energetic and has to go on his daily run. Loki is a rescue, and they also told me he would get bigger, but he never did. Imagine a German Shepherd, but shrink him down to the size of a corgi. That's what Loki looks like. I got Loki around nine years ago. He will be 10 in a couple months. Anyways, as usual, we went on our daily run. Everything was going well until I reached the back of my neighborhood. The back of the neighborhood had very few houses built at the time. So it was just empty fields with really tall grass. Loki and I were running when I saw a car behind us. I move over to let the car pass by, but they don't. I find it strange, but I keep running. This is when I notice the car is still behind me, and they are driving super slow. There is so much space for them to go around me, yet they don't. I turn around to look at them, and I see it as two white males, possibly in their late 30s or early 40s, and I see they are both wearing camo hoodies. That's one thing that stuck out to me. Why are they wearing hoodies in the middle of summer? I call my parents, but they didn't answer. I was hoping that my dad would at least answer his phone since he was at my house and he could come pick me up. So I call my sister and I tell her that I called my parents, but they aren't answering and I think I'm being followed. I describe the two men and their car and the situation I am in. She told me to call the cops but I didn't want to hang up in case the two men following me tried to do something while I was calling the police. This is when the two men in the car turn down the street and they finally aren't behind me anymore. I tell my sister that I don't see them anymore so I think I'm okay. At the time, my sister was working for my mom at our family business so my sister, while she was talking to me, grabbed one of our office phones and tried calling my dad to go pick me up. Again, he doesn't answer his phone. I'm pretty sure he was working on the yard or doing something outside, which is why he didn't answer. He didn't hear his phone ringing. This is when I saw the car pull out from one of the streets again, and they were right behind me. My initial reaction was to go up to someone's house and explain the situation, asking them if I could wait until I got a hold of my dad. But I was in the part of the neighborhood where there aren't any houses, just an empty field. My sister then calls the cops, but the operator tells her that I need to make the call since we are in two different cities. She explains to them that I can't because I'm on the phone with her and I'm afraid to hang up. Mind you, these cities are right next to each other, but the operator wanted me to call the cops, not my sister. I'm freaking out at this point. I'm walking along the grass so I could keep the car in view. 
These two men are just staring at me while they are following me in their car. So many scenarios are running through my head. What if they get out of the car? What will I do? I know my dog Loki would try to protect me, but what can he really do? He was around 35 pounds at the time, so he was pretty small. But I knew he wouldn't go down without a fight. At the time, he also didn't like men. He still doesn't, but he does like my dad, my husband Preston, my brother, and my uncle, but that's about it. And it took him some time to get used to them. Now that I think about it, he never had to get used to my brother Dietz. But my brother was a teen when we got Loki, so maybe that's why. Anyways, I'm not sure what happened with him with his previous owners, but for some reason he did not like men. Like, at all. Although he's a lot better now. But I know he could feel that I was stressed and I know he would attack them if they got close. So maybe if he tried to attack, I could potentially run away from them. But then again, I wouldn't have left him behind like that. I'm freaking out at this point, when suddenly my sister says she was able to reach my dad and he's on his way to pick me up. She wants to know where I am. I tell her my location and in a matter of minutes, my dad arrives and picks me up. I open the truck door and put Loki inside and then I jump in. My dad asks me if I'm okay and I tell him that I am. I'm just so glad that he came to pick me up. As soon as the two men saw that my dad had came to pick me up, they took off. As I got home, my sister told me I should call the police. I was kind of hesitant, but I did it anyways. The 911 operator tells me they will send someone to check it out. A few minutes pass by and the police are at my door. He said he saw the men that I claimed to be following me, but they were just realtors and that they were looking at houses. I honestly could not believe that the cop believed their story. I explained to the cop that there were no houses where I was and that they were behind me the whole time. They weren't looking at houses or properties, they were looking at me. He explained that they were not following me, they were looking at houses. At this point, I was so frustrated that I just told him okay and I went back inside my house. Honestly, going through all of this and having the cop not believe me was infuriating. I'm just glad my sister answered her phone and was able to get a hold of my dad. Who knows what could have happened to me if my sister didn't answer. Since this incident, I don't go on runs alone anymore. I also probably can't run three miles anymore. It's sad to think this is the reason I stopped taking Loki on his daily runs every day. I honestly enjoyed running and it was one of my hobbies. It's sad to think that this memory is always in the back of my mind when I go jogging. As some of you may know, I have a bachelor's degree in criminology and criminal justice. And I would just like to share some advice my professors have shared with their classes on how to stay safe. First off, when you create habits or patterns, people will notice. It can be something as small as walking to class on certain days or going to the grocery store every Thursday at 5. Try to take a different route and break out of the routines. Always be aware of your surroundings. I don't want people to be paranoid, just be aware. If you are a person that tends to be by themselves most of the time, you will need to take extra precautions to protect themselves if you do find yourself in a dangerous situation. Pepper spray is one thing that can help. I carry pepper gel with me at all times. 
Pepper gel is basically the same thing as pepper spray, it's just more accurate whenever you're spraying. There are also self-defense keychains you can find online. You can get pepper spray, a pocket knife, tasers, alarms you can get to sound off. Just make sure you know what is legal in your state. This app isn't sponsoring us, but there's an app called Noon Light where if you're feeling unsafe, you open up the app on your phone and you hold down the button. Once you are safe, you release the button and enter a four-digit PIN. But if you are in danger, you release the button, but you do not enter your PIN, and it will alert the police of your exact location and emergency. Just because you have never been in a situation like this doesn't mean it can't happen to you. It's sad to think that women and men have to take all of these precautions while just trying to live their daily lives. But stalking is a serious issue. An estimate 6 to 7.5 million people are stalked in one year period in the United States. Nearly 1 in 6 women and 1 in 19 men have experienced stalking at some point in their life. State laws don't always protect stalking victims. Less than 40% of victims report it to law enforcement. Although stalking is a crime in all 50 states, Less than one-third of states classify stalking as a felony if it's a first offense. This leaves stalking victims without protection. 54 victims reported stalking to the police before they were killed by their stalkers. So what can we do? Encourage your state legislators to tighten stalking statutes so that stalking is both easier to prosecute and classified as a more serious crime. For more information, there are two links in the description of this episode. The first link is stalking awareness and what to do if you are being stalked. The second link is a statistic and what you can do about it. And that concludes this week's episode of Chills. I'm sorry if I was talking too fast in this episode. It was just kind of scary retelling the story even though this happened a couple years ago I didn't think it was gonna bring back bad memories but it kind of made me nervous telling the story anyways join us next week for paranormal and hopefully Preston will join us next week I'll see you later bye